right, everybody. Welcome to this live broadcast. This is a going to be a very interesting broadcast with three powerful um, brothers that is going to help me um, with this particular subject um, that we're going to get into really quickly. We did have some te technical difficulties, which uh, did not allow us to start on time. So please forgive us for that. But any in any way, well, we're going to go through and, you know, and get the get the job done. Uh, before we do that, I do want to um, mention that we um, there's some heartfelt condolences that um, at least from me and I'm sure from the panelists that go out to the victims of the mass shooting in Philadelphia that just recently occurred. So there's been a lot of mass shootings that's been going on right now and three of those um, 14 victims have passed away and uh, the rest are um, injured from those you know, the, the bullet wounds and stuff like that. So we definitely want to send out our condolences to the families and the victims uh, of those shootings. I will say to us as black people uh, going forward, we have to become mindful. We have to become very disciplined in the areas that we um, are in and how we interact with different people that we come across. We got to become vigilant about these different things that are occurring in our communities uh, so that we can minimize the loss of life uh, going forward. So we definitely want to, again, send out our heartfelt condolences to the victims and the family members of those that um, were affected by that recent mass shooting. And, of course, the other ones that uh, have occurred. And with that being said, welcome to the All Things Black podcast. And I'm your host, Mr. Black Ovation. I'm the host and producer of this show. And I want to welcome you, the listening audience that are participating um, via, you know, watching via YouTube, uh, watching via Twitter. Um, we did have it set up for Facebook, but Facebook was uh, the issue, uh, the technical issue, so we couldn't get that um, straightened out. But in any regard, we want to thank you guys for participating and just tuning in and listening to what all of us have to say in regards to this very timely and specific topic. Uh, today is June the 5th, and... Um, like I said, we, uh, in my opinion, we have what I would consider a very um, great topic with some phenomenal guests, and I'm going to introduce them in no alphabetical order. And uh, let me start by bringing um, a dear friend of mine. You know, uh, we've been knowing each other for quite some time. He is a business owner. He's a father. He's a chef. He's an all-around insightful and intelligent young man, and he goes by the name of Mike Furness. Mike Furness is the CEO of Mike Furness Enterprises, LLC. Realty Group LLC, Pretty Girl Society, which is something that we that you just came up with, so we might have to get into it and talk about that. And uh, Chef Talk on YouTube and The Gaming Chef on YouTube as well. So, Mike, can you come to the microphone and say a few words before we get started? Yes, for sure. Um, thank you for that that introduction. Um, you know, as, as you briefed on, you know, I've been I've been taking the past three to five years to really, really find my legs in business and which, which brought me to actual pretty girl society <clears throat> because I read an article um, two months ago and also it flourished today about um, childhood suicide is at an all time high in this nation. And it's mostly amongst black teenagers and black female teenagers and also black youth and in the actual female category when it comes to bullying and also other categories. And so I wanted to create something to handle, to, to have a hand in that, that number to be, part of the change, not part of the problem. And so through creating that, that actual institution, we we're going to create more outreach for them. We're going to create more opportunity 
to be able to give them an outlet to be able to, number one, for his skills, number two, to be able to help them to build self-esteem and to, to understand that, you know, there's other methods to, to do things, to helping them with whether it be one-on-one coaching, whether it be, it be teaching them things on beautification and different things like that. All right. Thank you, kind sir. Uh, now I'm going to bring to the microphone uh, another very intelligent and highly uh, skilled uh, young man by the name of Tyrone Brackens. Tyrone is the CEO and founder of Train Your Success Academy and also Black Poster, I believe. So correct me if I'm wrong on that one. He does hold an MBA in business and he can tell you a little bit more about that one. But he's also a father, correct? Father. Absolutely. Yep. 14 and 17. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can have the mic right now. Go ahead and say a few words, brother. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, uh, Daryl, for this this great opportunity and this platform to um, to speak my truth, to, you know, to be able to continue in the narrative of black intellectualism amongst black me. Right. And so um, my main um, mission, uh, what I do currently outside of Training Success Academy, which is more of a mentoring platform for young men, is black poster media. And I thought about um even in our topic today around, um, you know, the, the black male influence, then creating an organization that could be the black poster child for black male success. Thus, you have black poster media. Right. So I wanted to bring an intellectual approach to the new narrative of what is to come concerning black male influence. It's, it's intellectualism. It's, it's we ain't talking about models. Instagram, OnlyFans, athletes, all of this stuff that we've been seeing for the last 60 years that we still are in trouble, right? So we need a different approach. So that that's my um, context for Black Poster Media and Training and Success is still at, very active in, in, in that regards of young Black men. Yes, sir, brother. Uh, big, big, big props on any Black man that is a active father in in their children's lives. And uh, that is the influence in and of itself. And even those that, um, you know, are distance um, have to be with their children in a, you know, kind of, you know, distance. Right. If, as long as you're still involved, I think that's actually a, a phenomenal. And uh, I salute every Black man that is um you know, continuing to be active in their children's lives. So, uh, and last but not least, uh, one of my favorite uh, brothers here, man, is, uh, I've had several conversations with him and he's very uh, intellectual, very spiritual. Uh, I would call him a scholar. Uh, and uh, we were talking about our brother, uh, Afiel Levi of the Forefront Express, Forefront Radio and Forefront Media. Uh, Afiel has gone it over about 1.2 million views on YouTube, on his YouTube channel, actually. And uh, you can hear him on his uh, podcast, on all the streaming pod- podcast uh, platforms. So with that being said, Brother Levi, would you please come forward and um, say a few words? Shalom, peace and blessings to you all. My name is Afiel Levi. I'm the host of the Forefront Radio. We talk about black history according to the Bible, and we spread our uh, message to the black diaspora. Ask a vital question. Who were you prior to slavery? You know, with the divide and conquer mentality that has happened to our people, the only differences we have is a different boat ride and a different slave master. That's about it. So um, we try to educate others on our history and let us know that we're one united people, 12 tribes worldwide. I love it. I love it. I love it. So again, um, all three very intelligent um, and I hate to say well-spoken because to me that's kind of like a slight when people say that kind of stuff, but very intellectual, uh, you know what I mean? Um, 
doing exactly what black men should be doing. And that's why I asked them to actually come on the panel to have this this very specific discussion. A couple of things. Um, I did have some ground rules before we get started. Uh, one of those I don't think I would uh, have to talk about, and that's because we all I'm already hearing the audio, and we're already in qu- quiet spaces. Everybody is uh, speaking loud enough that it can be recorded because this is not only going to be live, this is also going to be an audio format, which you're going to be able to access later, right? So we don't have to worry about that portion of it. And all of respectable, so I, they, they, there was another one that I had about, um, you know, if we're going to speak about anything in regards to our, our sisters that we not speak disparagingly or anything negative about our women. But again, I've spoken to every last one of you and we don't have those kind of conversations. So um, for the for the women that might be watching, just know you're just talking some, to, to some gentlemen that don't even cross that. We, we don't cross that that line. OK, um, so. Let's kind of get started, and it doesn't necessarily in what order, not unless you want me to go teacher style and pick somebody, but I don't like doing that, right? Um, so anybody that wants to jump in on the questions I'm going to be asking, and again, this is going to be free-flowing. There's going to be some questions, but I'm sure all of us are going to say something that's going to be so inspirational that we just have to expound upon that, right? So, uh, but with that being said, to you, um, what does black male influence mean to you? And what do you think the state of black male influence is in, in 2022? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I'll go first. So to me, what black influence means to me is that you, is that black male influence is that you're you're not only seeing people who inspire you or motivate you, but people who give a living example, therefore, of of how to actually either increase in an area or get into an area. Cause like in life, it's like, you know, we all look up to our fathers and we say, Hey, I want to be like my dad. You know, me, I used to always say, I used to want to be like Michael Jordan, because if, if you want to do something, you be the best at it. And if you're going to try hard, you try hard in a certain area to be number one is that you want to always give your all at something. But as far as the state goes, the black male influence is that I feel like we've taken a U-turn. Because I feel like that in today's society, black males are not being black males to inspire. They're being they're actually being part of the issue because we we have lost our voice inside of the communities where it used to be where when you lived in communities, the community was helped raising children. And when the community was helped raising children, we didn't have high crime rates. We had now not to say there was no crime, but it it was at a, a, a moderate number. But today, like you spoke of earlier with, with the mass shootings, we have become to where that's the norm and we think it's OK. But we have to revert that and, and actually, like say, get those people to speak to them about, hey, you don't have to you don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to do this inside of your neighborhoods to make money. There are skill sets and outlooks and things that you can do to monetize yourself, such as, you know, the platform that we're using now, Facebook, YouTube, those things. You can take your skills and we can inspire people and influence people to use your skills for the better in, instead of using them for the bad. Because if we stick to the bad road, we're going to see a lot of the numbers increase when it comes to male incarcerations, which is at an all-time high. Because you look at it now, is that the, the, the black male population in prison has grown over 43% over the past five years. And 90% of them are in there for drug-related charges, where we're getting, we're getting more time for hey, someone's selling, you know, marijuana or cocaine than they would for violent uh, actual offenses. 
And that's where, where we got to begin to change that tide. We have to rediscover what the black male is supposed to be. What are we going to do to to redirect that energy in a positive way? And as you know, and as Mr. Levi can, can, can attest to, we got to go back to the Bible. We got to go back to, to the ground roots and understand our number one, our spiritual identity before we before we address anything. Okay. Anybody Thanks else for the want to jump you, on that? Yeah, there that. we go. There we go. Go ahead, <laughs> jump in, brother. <laughs> I was actually just about to get into that because um, the core of a lot of our problems stem from a lack of identity. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to mass incarceration, prior to even coming to the States now? We've adopted many titles since we've been here, whether we call ourselves African-Americans, whether we call ourselves ADOS, FBA, um, Black, Colored, and all of that. But when you look at the core roots of our history, we have documentation, historical records, biblical prophecies that all prove that we are the lost tribes of Israel. According to the Bible, history, archaeology, we are the lost tribes of Israel. Shipping manifests and all of history, archaeology, as far as our impact today, many today are waking up to our truth. As far as our impact today, and following the ways of the Most High by adhering to sound biblical uh, principles. So uh, my job as a, a person that loves to read, we could read now, Master. Uh, the person that loves to read is to see these historical documents and say, hold on, this book is not talking about uh, European folk. You know, you have comparisons, for example, of us being similar to the children of the Ethiopians. When you read about the Garden of Eden, there was a river that flowed into Ethiopia. Where is that? The continent of Africa. You know, so I love seeing brothers unify and work together to talk about these topics and to engage one another and uplift one another and, and help each other grow. And last but not least, sir. Absolutely. Black male influence, it, it, it really is an accumulation of, of ideas and, and professionals, you know, who wants to really see the black community empowered. I, I can't stress enough about, um, obviously, the grassroots, the Bible community, getting our men out of the penal system that is destroying our communities and our black families, right? We know everything that has preceded us. So even for uh, Mr. Afia, I think it's your name, sorry, but did I, did I said it right? Afia. Afia or Levi Afio. for short. Okay. That, that part about, you know, the, the Bible was really strong for me. I, you got to have a, a foundational piece in this in order to really build up your platform. Right. You got to have something that you are standing on outside of the races, systemic racism, all of the narratives, the, you know, the, the, the knees on our necks, the, the police shootings, the mass shootings. Right. That are beginning to formulate, as, as you mentioned, you know, Daryl, as recently. Right. And just all of the, these things are coming through here. And where do we look at with regards to that black male influence? Where do you go? The news, the, the social media? Right. It's 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 in the home. It's in the community. It's it's in our families. Right. It's, it's in our social structures. And that that's a lot of part of this issue with the black male influences. There's no centralized network for black male influence. There's no socialization. Everything is for profit. Everything is, you know, some kind of uh, secret narrative is a hidden agenda. Right. Young men don't know who to believe anymore. 
right? So what happens when you suppress that energy that's really supposed to be given and back into our own community? It, you turn on one another. It's ha- It happens all the time, right? Even as of recently in Chicago with the shootings and the killings and things that have taken place, man, these, these pl- this is not an accident, right? So for me, the Black male influence is more about community. It's more about being able to create a balanced ecosystem where everyone can participate in it and we all can thrive and flourish. This is a lot of times <laughs> we think it, these are isolated incidents. There is a narrative I call it the invisible hand that is being pushed outside of the mainstream media that they what they want you to see, right? We've been influenced on a deeper frequency and a deeper level, right? Out, and I'm not going to be like cosmic and go all deep with that, but we we understand on the surface level what that means, right? There's a lot of things that are progressing and are taking place that we must get a, get a hold of and or pull back and and do these type of discussions and collaborate and build. So. That, that's that's what that means to me. Just like this, a community of professionals, intellectuals, thinkers, readers, writers, those who really are, are, are grounded spiritually in the, in the higher truth and that wants to see change created create in our community. So, Thank every last one of you for your contribution um, to that uh, first question. Um, I heard a lot in that. Mike actually dropped a lot of gems when he was talking about he actually, you know, a total, you know, kind of you know, reposition or kind of retold information that is already out there pertaining to black men and their incarceration rates and education and things like that, right? That has been um, a, a a bowl of soup that's been warmed, you know, over, over and over and over again. We know this. We know this. Uh, but how much, how much, and I think, Tyrone, you and I had this conversation, and, and this kind of leads right into the next question that I want to have. Um, we talked about domestic incarceration. We talked about not knowing yourself. We talked about the fact that, um, you know, uh, we need more professionals and things like that, right, Brother Tyrone? Uh, we talked about all of that. But the one thing I think that is a, a, a true contributing factor in us not getting to the next level that we should be getting and a lot of us uh, feeding from the slop trough of, um, of, of what's being fed to us is media. Right. It's, it's definitely media. And you mentioned that, Brother Tyrone, it's definitely media. So controlling the narratives, controlling our media, beginning to tell us beginning to tell our stories and, and specifically black men. That's that's the that's the biggest thing. And that's kind of one why I wanted to have this discussion, the impact of the black male influence, because there's two things I want to say really quickly. And I'll get to, to, to the question. You know, anytime you have a spiritually grounded, um, morally uh, correct male with integrity and good character that has intelligence and begin to really influence because there's two things uh, in, in the title, impact and influence, right? Impact and influence. One of the things that they never wanted black men to have is tremendous influence. They never wanted us to have really true, true influence in our community, right? That's why the narratives are crafted the way that they're crafted around black men, especially heterosexual black men. They're the monster. D.W. Griffith, Griffith, the first propagandist movie against black men, showed black men. And it was interesting because it was white men in blackface showing black men to the world that, they're, that we're bestially, we are um, um, you know, deviant, we're, we are lazy, we're, we're alcoholics, we're sexual, you know, over-sexual, that kind of stuff. That was the first propagandist film that was put out. And that has kind of left a... Um, 
a, um, a floor plan, if you will. Going forward, even up until now, 2022, everybody's talking about the black male heterosexual boogeyman, right? Everybody's talking about that. You hear it all in social media spaces. It's the black heterosexual male boogeyman. And that's not the case. There are very influential black men such as yourself that are making great impact in our, in our society. So with that being said, here's the question. With the pod, and, and, and I'm very, being very specific. With the, with the podcasting space is now opening up with more black male voices. How much of a positive impact do you see happening with black men becoming more vocal like, like ourselves, becoming more vocal and, um, you know, talking about the needs of self, family and community and coming up with practical sense applications that, would, that, that can help us reclaim our community? How, 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 how much more is important for us to have black male voices in our community and in what, whatever form of media that we can that we can have? Anybody can take a stab at that. Yeah, I'll I'll start really quick. Yeah, I'll start really quick on that one. Money magnifies your voice. All right. And so if you got thousands of black male podcasts and and those that do these spaces in the media without really any um, backing or any support, then your voice is really not heard. It's just more mumble jumble. Right. So, yeah, it is important. But I, I feel like even outside of us joining the fray, you hear my voices, there still needs to be some sort of uh, context around how, how to support in order to get above the clutter. Because there's a lot of individuals when you young rappers join record labels and different things, they spending $150,000 just in media and, and advertising just to get their voice heard above the crowd. Right. Like, and, that, and that's for a bad message <laughs> to our youth. That ain't even for a good message, right? right Think right. about it. There's more money put towards bad messages than good messages. Incredible, right? Because that's what sells. We get it. It's economics. We're in the capitalistic society, and that filth sells. You just can't hate the game. They're not going to put their money in something that will not sell, right? So for me, it's more about, you know, not only all of these platforms, but finding a way to monetize our, our intellectualism. And to create research centers or some kind of reality where our voice can be heard above the crowd because garbage sells right now, right? Like you do a bunch of weird stuff and you get a lot of views and then somehow you're gonna start getting sponsors on just weird stuff, right? So that was my just take on that. I just thought that was a phenomenal question, but it was more about for me being able to have the both at the same time, the builder and the financier in that same context. Fair enough, fair enough. Actually, uh, great, uh, great answer, by the way. Anybody else want to chime in on that one? Yeah, now, uh, somewhat to, to actually piggyback on that. Now, um, you know, what what you see now is like, like, like it's been this way for like 20 years where they say sex sells. Yeah. And so, but what we don't understand, what people don't understand is that when you say sex sells, is that it means that you're selling perversion. And so what we have to do is number one is like streamline the content. You know, understand is that, hey, this is the content that we want to we, we want to push to people and understand the different avenues in which to get it there. Because a lot of times is that, you know, you, you see more people. Yes. You, like if you go on any platform, any social platform, they're going to share the things either that makes them laugh or that, that hits a I would say something that actually, um, you know, I use the old term as, as they say, ticker their fancy. Right. 
And so what we have to get get to is that, hey, how are we going to get this message? Like you said, get this message out. Are we going to enrich their mind or are we going to continue to pollute it? And that, that it, it's like it's like that, because one thing you see is that, you know, for every person who comes out with a positive message, there's going to be 10 people to bash that person. And and that's where we get is that, you know, we have to, number one, understand ourselves ourself first. There is see they, like they say the truth hurts, and anytime that you, you you know either your life isn't going right, things aren't going right around you. You have to number one put yourself under subjection of the truth, and so even if you if you can't handle the truth at that moment, but be man man or woman enough to be able to accept that truth, because if you're doing certain things that goes against the grain, by means is that hey if you're you're prancing and dancing all over social media in a you know, in a negative way, either you have naked, naked, whatever you want to do, that is creating an agenda for in which people want to see about you. And so when you get the in the truth is say, hey, if you broadcast yourself in this manner, this is how people see you. Because I remember one of the things that that um, Kevin Samuel said, you know, uh, rest in peace to him on one of his podcasts was that he said is that at a certain age, a man has to be a man. And that's what we're getting to is that because the Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child. So when, when you go away from the, the childish mentality and saying, like, hey, I want to be seen, I want to be famous. And, you know, it, it says what profited a, a man to gain the world, but yet lose his soul. And so we have to remember that the foundational ingredients. It's like, you know, if I'm in the kitchen making a recipe, you can't make a recipe from the end to the beginning. You got to start from scratch and start with black fatherhood because the black fatherhood is the first mentor that that child's going to see. And I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say, hey, you know what? As a black father, we have to do better because if we if we are there more, we have to stop creating baby mamas. That is the thing we have to stop because we're creating a, a toxic culture by doing that. And so if, when we spread black fatherhood, more black fatherhood and more black family togetherness. On, on these platforms and, and more people begin to see that and they crave that because if if you get that if you get that in place that's going that's going to reshape a lot of the mindsets like oh hey you know my dad told me don't fall for this foolishness you know oh my, oh my mom and I see my mom and dad together we won't believe the narrative saying hey all black men do not take care of their children because that's a narrative that social media pushes on countless occasions. And that's what, what, where it begins at, you know, is how do we receive the influence? Are we going to are we going to do as we're doing here? More people come together and speak truth. It ain't about, you know, trying to trying to sell or, or get views. It's about speaking the truth, because the truth is going to always go to the top, because when, when you speak the truth, that's how you know that you're doing something, because I don't want to go in the conversation with anyone. And I end the conversation worse than when I started. And that's where it begins is that, you know, are we absorbing the content that people are putting out who are taking time like like Daryl here taking the time to motivate people and inspire people to do change for the better? Because we don't know what, what, what tomorrow holds. It's been so many mass shootings in the past 90 days where I honestly I'm numb to media because it's like, you know, how much more loss can we take before someone does something? I don't see, you know, a lot of the politicians speaking on this like. They talked to the senator in Texas, um, in, in, in Texas about the mass shooting that, that happened at the elementary school. He had nothing to say about political, about actually police and gun control. And so you're telling me that you, you see um, 24 people lose their lives, but you have nothing to say. 
But you could have used that platform to spoke something positive because you because, you know, God gave you a platform and you had positive. You got a platform. We got to speak that to encourage these youth to be able to, hey, give them a outlet other than, hey, picking up a gun and doing something with it. If these people have mental health issues, open the avenues to get them help. That's the influence we need to promote on these social grounds. Stop promoting, hey, you know, vote me in office. I'm not voting for you. Why vote for someone who who's going to seek personal gain but can't even um, spark a change in their in their own household, let alone a community? We got to get to make the communities great again. Because when we, when we get up and we start making fatherhood fathers great and we start making the, those people actually know, oh, it's like when you went to the church, the black mothers of the church, you did certain things you didn't do. You didn't. You, the women didn't wear didn't wear clothing that was revealing. They didn't wear cleavage out. They had a certain restraint because they knew that somebody was watching. And we got to get back to that. But but, but see, but see, um, you, you're absolutely right. Those were different social norms. And I'm sorry, brother Levi, because I know you got plenty to say on this one. Um, just jumping in real quick. But those were certain social norms that we have that we had back then. We understood the power of those norms. Right now, none of those norms are, you know. Um, Respected, should I say? Those norms are no longer respected. Nobody says nobody is inclined anymore to actually, you know, go down that road un- un- unless unless there's something that happens in you know their lifetime or some kind of accident or event where they come to um, realization that none of the stuff that they're actually participating in um, means any you know means a damn. Also, want to give a little pushback on 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 the money side. Yes, money money amplifies voices absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we have to marry money with our message. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But at the same time, we got to even though we might not have the money to amplify our message immediately, we still have to um, we still have to talk about the message. We still have to propagate the message. We still have to put the influence out there. Right. Because we never know who's watching. Still, you're still going to impact somebody in your immediate circle, your the, the proximity, any, anybody in proximity to you. You're going to you're going to influence them. You're going to impact their lives. I'm a I'm a I'm a witness to that. When I was uh, when I was a, a you know a little bit younger man, I always had young, the young people around me. When I started to become conscious and start doing certain things, later on when I would meet those younger men, they would tell me they watched everything I did. So somebody is the youth is always watching, right? So yes. You can get money to amplify the message, which would actually go broader, quicker. But, you know, you still put the message out there and eventually the money will come where you can amplify that message. Right. So I don't I don't want anybody out there to say, man, I can't. And I know that's not I know that's what you were not saying, um, Brother Tyrone. Yeah. But but no, at the it, same time, we want to make sure that anybody is out there that's, that's out there that has a message and a purpose and has character morals and that kind of stuff to continue on that path. Cause I think that in the coming years, probably in the coming year, that's going to be more valuable than gold. When you, when you, when you get, when you sit, when you come to, when you come to think about it, but go ahead, brother Levi. Sorry about that. No worries. No worries. Um, here's my thought process on everything. Let's kind of backtrack a little bit on what you mentioned, right? The importance of understanding media, Media, actually, I had a discussion with someone yesterday about what media stands for in itself. Media, multinational ethical deception in America. I got to say it again. Multinational. They're going and taking their message and broadcasting it internationally, right? Multinational ethical 
deception, meaning they're deceiving people away from a moral standpoint, deceiving people away from the original image of a black man going into the birth of a nation. The Negro, how we were set up here in America, was created in a laboratory from the Caucasian races. They created the system of how we think through their media. For example, I call it witchcraft because you look at the plural word of the term media is medium. And what is a medium? A witch, a communicator with dark arts, a communicator with evil spirits, right? So when we consider how the media does not show the light forces of man, meaning righteous characters, strong black men, doctors, lawyers, artisans, uh, uh, men that are of high regard and high esteem. Instead, the media pushes the thug, the uh, uh, homosexual, the uh, pedophile, the gangster, the drug user or drug dealer. These are the things that they push on our society. So now, what I like to do is go back to see what the scripture says in regards to restoring our own image, right? When we consider people like, for example, King David, who is a black man, King Solomon, who is a black man, Jesus Christ, the black Messiah, who is a black man. All these men taught our people morals, principles, and a foundation of how they should guide themselves and direct themselves in society. Watch this. In First Kings chapter 1, uh, First Kings chapter 2, it says this, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. Show yourself a man. This is what King David told his son, Solomon, prior to him leaving the earth, prior to him dying. He said, I go the way of all the earth, meaning I am about to die. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. So now, in our minds here in society, we think, Showing ourselves a man is how much women we got, how much money we got in the bank, how much uh, uh, accolades and fame and fortune that we can have. That's not what the Bible is talking about. Because when we consider all the prominent people, because think about it, black folks spend trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars each year. It ain't that we don't have money. We got some folks that got money out here. Okay, so it's not that we don't have the money, like we don't have the resources. The mindset is off. Consider some of our ancestors. Consider Malcolm X. He said, do not put your ducks into these uh, uh, singers, dancers, these uh, 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 step and fetch it, these, uh, what, what terminology he used, these people that are prominent celebrities, these comedians, these actri actresses and actors to be our leaders. When you look at other societies of people, they don't use these, in these entertainment mediums or witches to push their society. So what did King David say to his black son? He said this, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man and keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. Now watch this, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest. Hmm, wait a minute. So I'm reading that a black man told his son that in order for you to prosper, it's not based on your riches. 
is not based on your wealth. It's the wisdom. It's the integrity. It's the mindset of how to rule in proper kingdomship, to, pro to properly rule as a godly king and priest of the Most High. Mm -hmm. That was our original purpose. When we were on Mount Sinai with Moses, we weren't uh, set up to be Baptists and politicians and, and all of these. We were a nation of kings and priests, a nation of kings and priests. We were the trendsetters. That's why all these nations follow us. Even in our foolishness right now, all these nations follow us, right? So he's saying in order for us to prosper as a nation of people, we have to return back to God's law, statutes, and commandments. Now watch this, verse 12, it says, then Solomon sat upon the throne of David, his father, and his kingdom was established greatly. So now, in order for us to rise above this system that we're in, we have to establish ourselves greatly in the ways of the Most High. Consider this. When you look at, for example, BET, right? Black Entertainment Television. When they first came out, you had news. You had archaeology that was going over. You had history. You had educational information that was restoring the minds of the people. Now, when Viacom and other companies took those things away, what image did they push? What sounds and what messages, what mediums did they use to deceive our people now? Because when our kids were growing up in the 70s and 80s, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a doctor. Oh, I want to be a scientist. But slowly over the years, with the influence of music, music videos, and uh, movies and all these genres, the movies like The Wire, you know, TV shows that promoted violence, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a basketball player. Oh, I want to be, uh, I want to get rich or die trying. Oh, I want to uh, uh, be a rapper. Ooh, I want to be an NFL star. Now, don't get me wrong. These are good traits to get into for short-term you know, resources and gaining capital. But in the long term, that does nothing for our people. So now, establishing ourselves as a nation of people, we have to come back to who we are. Now, somebody may ask the question, hold up. You mentioned King David and Solomon. I thought they were white. What are you talking about? King Solomon was black. Watch this. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 5. I am black. I am black, I am black and comely, O daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. So we're reading about King Solomon. King Solomon is saying, I am black. Get a white boy out of that. Next verse. Okay. Look not upon me because I am black. Look not upon me because I am black because the sun have looked upon me. Now, you know for a fact, when a black man go out in the sun and we work hard in the sun, we get dark, all right? <laughs> okay, let me, let me, let me. So let I'm me. talking about, oh, this is a white man's book? No, to hell with that. Yeah, this let me, let me interrupt you right there, bro. ancestors. Yeah, let me interrupt you right there, because you, you said a mouthful. You said definitely said a mouthful. And to be totally honest, to be totally honest, there's so many of us that have a degree of that information from various, um, 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 sectors, sections, whatever the case may be. And then there's a lot of us that have that full-on knowledge, right? Um, the the thing that, and, and, and this is perfect, because to me it goes kind of right back to what some of what Mike was saying and also what Brother Tyrone was saying. The, the, the practical application of a lot of that knowledge right now, to me, is kind of what's missing. 
And this is also coming right back to the impact of black male influence. So individually, we can definitely influence our, you know, particular, you know, sphere of the people that, you know, that hang around us and the people that are in proximity and stuff like that. But but one of the things I want to get at is, and again, this is why I'm having a collective, right? We're, we're having a collective conversation with intelligent, bright, sharp young men that are actually doing things um, for themselves, for their family, and for future gen- uh, generations. You said a lot, especially with the media portion of it. it. We have money in our community. We have it collectively when you think about it because they don't look at individual dollars. They look at collective dollars that are actually being spent outside of our community. right? They look at the collective dollars. This is why just about every year they, 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 they talk about the $1.7 trillion or whatever number it is that's spent outside of our community. Again, they don't mind us spending the money. But, but they do mind us actually investing in something that is substantive, i.e. media, broadcasting, right? Owning your own television station. This is, act, this is something that actually um, had occurred with one of our greats, and we see what happened to him. So again, anytime, and I'm going to say it one more time, anytime a black man, and I'm being very specific, not to slight anybody, but anytime a heterosexual black man that is strong, that is actually out to do, because we got to think about this in terms of warfare. We got to think about this in terms of, of strategy. If I want to own my own television station, my own radio station, things like that, that means I'm going to talk about my message, right? I'm going to talk about my message. I'm not going to talk about anybody else's message, like you said, with BET. Um, that's not enough of that. And that's why I say when it comes to us controlling our narrative, showing positive messages, especially with us as black men, right? The things that we're doing in our own community, because it, it's not talked about enough. It's not talked about enough. Every time you get on social media or something like that, man, Ray Ray and Pookie becomes the highlight uh, reel of, of the day. Ray Ray and Pookie. Man. <laughs> Jimmy, with the, Jimmy with the third grade education, man, he's the highlight reel. You know, they, they, everybody wants to talk about that on a continuous. It's, and it's like it's in a, it's like it's in a loop. Right. It's, it's in a continuous loop. But when you want to talk about a Tyrone Brackens that's out there that has an NBA or something like that, that doesn't get enough press. His, his, his academy doesn't get enough press. Black Post and Media doesn't get enough press. This is the thing that we're actually sitting back talking about. Right. This is what we want to sit back and start talking about. So creating those narratives, crafting those narratives, beginning to push uh, the positive influences from black men is what is what we actually want to do. And to kind of chime in what he was saying until he comes back yeah. is, is restoring our image, restoring who we are as a nation of people. Um, that's what's missing in the dialogue. You know, um, a lot of times we allow other nations of people to push who we are, our thought processes, our character, and not everybody is what they push on the media. So you'll meet people from overseas, right? That say, oh, black men are like this, black men are like this. And you ask them, how do you know black men are like this? Oh, I saw it on TV, you know, going back to what uh, Daryl was mentioning. Go ahead, Daryl. No, that's no, that's it. That's 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 exactly what we were, you know, sitting back kind of, you know, talking about trying to establish those different things. So that's the biggest thing right there. And I'll leave it at that. But um, let me see. I have one more verse in regards to uh, restoring our image real quick. Go ahead. If I may. 
um, 1 Maccabees chapter 62, it says this, Fear not then the words of sinful men, for his glory shall be done in worms. Today he shall be lifted up, tomorrow he shall not be found, because he has returned into his dust, and his thought is come to nothing. This was one of our ancestors talking to his sons, preparing them for war saying, don't fear the Greeks, don't fear the Romans. They're going to be ashes under the soles of your feet. Watch this. It says, wherefore you, my sons, be valiant, be valiant and show yourselves men in the behalf of the laws, for by it you shall obtain glory. And behold, I know that your brother Simon is a man of counsel. Give ear unto him. Okay, so why did I pull this particular scripture? It goes right along with what King David was saying to uh, Solomon before he became a, a king. Holding ourselves accountable in the sense of restoring the decayed estate of the black male image, restoring our image to not that of niggardom, not that of foolishness and buffoonery, but that of greatness, that of royalty that of a godly principle that no one on the planet can take away from us because we have a divine connection with the creator. We've just been disconnected from the light. Just like you read in the word, it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We're disconnected from the light source, which is our heavenly father, a black God. Okay. So when he comes on the scene, his spirit flows through the people that are open and in tune to him. And they say, hold up, I'm going to stand against the folly that I see. You men that I'm looking at right now, you are a representation of Christ on the earth. You are a representation of royalty. You're not what people claimed you are. You are people of greatness. And we got politicians, engineers, inventors, musicians, doctors, so many great things that we've created on this earth. Think about it, going back to positive black male influence. We wouldn't have air conditions in our cars, in our homes, if a, man, if a black man didn't create the refrigeration unit. Think about that. We wouldn't have electricity. The filaments that they use in the bulb that so-called Thomas Edison so-called discovered the filaments that go into the bulb to create the light set up by a black man. The first successful surgery separating Siamese twins at the head by a black man. So we have to highlight these different things, these different accoutrements, these different uh, uh, Black excellence that we as a nation of people, the children of Israel, have done all throughout the earth. That's my thought. Now, uh, one thing to, to kind of piggyback off that is, now you mentioned that surgery, but what about the open heart surgery? That, that was the more crucial one because because the thing of it is, is that <clears throat> if you go back into those times, George Washington died because of that, because he refused to, to get surgery done by a surgeon of color. And so that's why, like, like you know, it, it's like it's it's really foundational principles, because like when you read the Bible and he says, "For he would give wisdom liberally and upbraid if not," but we don't seek the wisdom portion. We want to seek the we, you know, it, it's like when you're trying to, to get somewhere, 
we want the end result, but we don't want the we, we don't want to, to labor for it. So like that's why he said the laborers are few. Because not too many people want to work for it. it is, it's that we're in a generation now where it's like a, a give me, give me, give me, give me. But it's that we, we got to instill them a work ethic because it's like, you know, he said that, that, that identity piece because it's like, you know, we fall subjection to anything that people tell us in. And as you say, in, in media, because if someone in, in media says, hey, you're ugly, you're going to run with the, Hey, mom, I'm ugly. But you're going that based off of what someone else who don't even know you is telling you. And that's what we have to understand that, that, that identity piece, who you are, who created you. You got to go back to Genesis, because if, if if you believe in the same God I believe in and he created you and he said, I created you in my image and likeness. If you are like God, how can you be anything other than great? But then we have to understand is that it's not a, we, we hate people. For this, for the gifts that God give them, but what you don't, what we don't understand is that when you allow them to influence you with their gifts for the good, that can cultivate your gifts, because you, because because there would be no podcast, there would be nothing without someone influencing someone on a platform and and two and minds clicking together to create it, because that's influence, and so now we're turning to use it for sexual deviation, what perversion. We're using it for, um, you know, pushing agendas that, 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 that we don't need, but then we're not addressing the issues at hand. And that, that's why it is, that's why people say, oh, I, I can't read the Bible. I'm like, that's on you. But what I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what's in this book, because when you read it, everything is unfolding. Look at every every disease that, that is hitting the nation. It's already in Revelation. He already told you, he told you about the plague of locusts and all those things to come. But we, we don't pay attention to that. We're looking at people to discredit something because you were taught to believe it. But you have to have, like you said, the identity piece. And that's why I say we need to identify black leaders. We need to appreciate black leaders, appreciate them. In, and as you say, black excellence, because we can't have black excellence without black appreciation. And that's the biggest part, because like like I, I live by the philosophy of give me my flowers while I can smell them. Don't wait till I'm in the casket. You try to put flowers on them. I don't know anything then. I'm gone. Because the Bible says to be absent in the body is to be present with the master. I'm already with him. I'm where you want to go. So what are you going to do here? Because my, my mom, rest our soul, used to always say is, you're living in a temporary vacation home. What are you going to do between A to Z while you're here? Because what you once you leave here, you can't change what's already written. And that, that's where, where we have to get in a, a grounding of, hey, that's where, you know, that, you know, understanding who who and what created you, because it's OK to understand your ancestry. But at, at some point, we like you said about the witchcraft thing earlier, like I was like, wow, because that's one of the things that I teach people in in little groups that I go to is that when when you look at it, any form of manipulation to worship things of dark powers is a form of witchcraft, but they don't believe that manipulation is witchcraft. You know, people, you know, we can even go deeper into the Zodiac aspect because, um, you know, because you're looking at the moons and stars in astronomy, but that's not what, what God told you to do. And that's where it is. We have to go back to, it's like if you're trying to find a pizza hut and you put in your GPS, you had your point A to your point B. We're trying. We're we're busy in our GPS typing in point B, 
but we're forgetting to put point A. Because if you don't understand where you are now, you're in a world of trouble. Because you're allowing yourself to be circled around. But when you say when you go to yourself, because Matthew 6:33 says the best for me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and the rest will be added unto you. So that means if I seek God and God shows me who I am, and then he and I and I understand and I and I fast with him and I and I suck with him because he says in all things fast and pray. But if he says that, but we never we like, oh I oh I can't get off Facebook, I can't get off social media because you're letting your mind be manipulated and controlled by that platform. You have to take time and remove yourself and like you said, connect to the power source. It's like trying to charge your phone. If you never plug it in the wall, how is it going to ever charge? You're simply, you're drained. You can never recharge if you never unplug from, from the source that is, that is taking your power. Because if, if, if the Bible calls us gods, why are, we, why are we bowing down to things in which we have power of? He says, I will give you dominion over the earth. Dominion means power. And from the, the Hebrew word power, we create kratos, which is what, what we get the English word of dynamite from. But they don't tell you that. They don't tell you the origination of these words. Oh. All right. Yeah, I, I love all of that. I love all of that. Um, one of the things I kind of want to pull us back to is, is, again, you know, making sure that we talk about, you know, the impact of black male influence. Right. It's like, you know, because we carry it in us, no, no, re regardless um, of how you see it. Right. Regardless of all the stories that are being told about Ray Ray Pookie and, and the rest of them, blah, blah, blah. Right. Some way, shape or form, somewhere. Black men still hold a great amount of influence um, positively. Again, our minds are just geared towards all of the negative crap that comes out. Our, our minds are geared toward, towards more feeding from the slop trough. Ooh, did you just hear about so-and-so and so-and-so? Oh, did you just see what they did? Um, like recently, and I hate to even bring this up uh, because it's being hashed out on a lot of other uh, channels. Like even now, they're talking about uh, diminishing the effects of our dear brother Martin Luther King because, quote unquote, he has supposedly had a um, um, uh, extramarital affair, right? And people are going around talking about this information with no concrete evidence or concrete proof that this actually happened, you know, uh, stuff like that. So they're trying to diminish that. But and and that's and that's a, and and again, our minds are geared towards the slop trough. How are we looking for perfection when ourselves are imp imperfect? How are you saying this, you know, in order for you to be, in order for a, a male to be a leader, that he has to be 100% on point and, and, and perfect? So it's like black men are having to walk this fine line, you know, when, um, you know, um, we're having to walk this fine line because we're under such a microscope. You know, we're, 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 we're every, every little thing we do, again, especially heterosexual black men, we're, 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 we're going through this fine-tooth comb to find something, you know, salacious to talk about. But again, the intelligence, the, the, the brilliance, right? You talked about Lewis Lattimore. You talked about the man that created the icebox. You talked about all of that. I'm sure if you wanted to dig, you can go find something personal in that life <laughs> that was really negative. But they left a legacy, correct? They left a legacy. They, they left proof of their genius, so, again, we got to stop this nonsense to, to, to think that, you know, a black man, in order for him to have some type of degree of impact, that he has to be 100 um, percent infallible. He has to be 100 percent perfect. Right. We got to stop that. Because, again, 
whether you know it or not, black male influence is global. There's a lot of people right now globally that are taking on characteristics. They're taking on our vernacular. They're taking on our way of our style of dress. They're taking on just about everything. Right. Even even some of our genius, and our brilliance, they're taking that on. But here in America, it seems to be this thing where, where you know, I'm not going to let him pass. It's almost like this. It's almost like it's difficult to make room to make room now, especially nowadays. Pardon me. It almost seems like it's almost difficult to make room and give heterosexual black men grace. Right. To allow us to come back into the community and then try to do the things that we were supposed that we are trying to do in the community. And that's 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 what I'm talking about. So black male influence is actually there. But to be to have it on a grander scale, I believe it's us having conversations like this and then trying to be um, practical applicators in the things that we're actually talking about to, to 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 push that forward and to get like you said, Brother Tyrone, to get some kind of financing on a global scale to, um, you know, financing to back up that narrative, to back financing to back up that story so we can push it a lot quicker out there a lot faster. Absolutely. It, it, and again, it's a very strategic proposition, you know, because there's a lot of different factors at play, right? Obviously, the restoration of the black male influence and the image, like that, that how, how long do you think that could really take? Like that could take, you know, a whole generation to really do that because, it has been slandered for the last four or five hundred years. That that is not an overnight proposition, right? That's going to take a little bit to really reposition ourselves in, in a light where whether you respect us or not, our influence is, is globalized and recognized on a scale where those that still don't like us will do business with us, right? Guys, I'm going to prepare your table in the middle of your enemies, right? That that's global, right? We can still work with people that don't like you. That's not the rule. But in our context, because we've been slandered through the media, you have a lot of other races that are just that t- turned off, and we're not able to really sup and worship at that table, even whether there's differences or whether you like us or not. Right? There's a lot of races that work with each other that don't like each other. Right? That's influence. Be able to still get to the bag. <laughs> Whether we agree or disagree, that, that's the, the key narrative right here. And, and as far as, you know, the the, the spiritual, the biblical context with, with, with the, the brothers that was kind of put in the form was super, super powerful, right? And it just thinks about two two things. I want to go to that because I thought that was powerful with what you guys were really expressing in terms of, you know, as, as Luke 16 says, the children of this world are in the generation wiser than the children of light. Right. That that divine insight, that divine wisdom that is needed to, as, as a, a foundation for us to really work and to build this black male influence around the world. It is a key piece that's missing. Right. Like we, our, every brother on this panel is so influential in terms of what, how we think and our how our thoughts shape other realities in all our businesses, you know, in our communities and everything that we do. Right. Say an influence. Right. So. It, then again, it brings me to Issachar, who understood the times and knew what to do, right? In terms of black male influence, you got to have a group of individuals who understand the politics, who understand, you know, the the, the judges, the lawyers, these different floors, as um, Dr. Claude Anderson states in his book, Poweronomics, about not skipping that first floor of economics and trying to go all the way to the top floor, which is education. I did that. 
I skip the real economic part and I try to go right to you come out of high school and you just go straight to educate yourself. That's great, right? Because you want to get a great career. You want to get a phenomenal job. But a lot of times our, our plight and things are different, right? We, we have to have a different community like this, a different set down, a different strategy and, and, and aims and objectives for our marketplace presence and the things that we're trying to get accomplished. So when you talk about the black male influence, we got to have a whole new different ideology outside of what already currently exists. I get it. The mental sphere, fraternities, individuals go to college. They want the socialization. They want to be a part of a group, right? They pledge. They, they are accused and helpless. We, we get that part. There's rappers, right? People want to rap. There's hood celebrities. There's doughboys, right? <laughs> you got comedians. You got pastors, models and actors, community leaders, right? Authors, right? The, the black male influence can be seen all over the world, but it, it's to keep with this, with this narrative around, you know, our, our image and how we can push the culture forward. Yes, it is the economics about it, because when you think about it, what just happened um, recently that, you know, it should have been a cause for concern. The black news channel got cut. Right. That was a, a national thing that the, one of the funders that, who wasn't an African-American male backed out and said, hey, I'm not funding it anymore. I'm done. I'm backing out of this. Right. Th that got cut. That was a big thing. And although a lot of people's like black news channel, I didn't even watch it. Like even in our community, we were like, what? what, what? I only had access to it. Right. But again, th that I just wanted to express that with regards to, yes, you don't have to have no money to start what you do. We, we've been doing this for years. We didn't just wake up one day and now we're just doing what we do, right? We we did this long, you know, we, years in the game on this, right? So, but, but for the black male influence, it's got to be more, you know, just appropriated with regards to um, networks and, and, and systems and structures and not a lot of isolated individual tasks, <laughs> so to speak, right? You know, where we can really make sense because this is happening. There is a thousand of each one of us all over the world doing their own thing. I 100% agree on that one. It, it is a <laughs> network. That, you know what? That's the that's really the icing on the cake. That's the culmination of everything that we just got through discussing right there. It's the networks because we have these little satellites, these indi individual satellites, right, that, you know, we, we like to group ourselves in. It's almost like a group thing. And it's interesting because all of us have different perspectives, different backgrounds, different uh, ideologies. We have, you know, um, biblical upbringing and stuff like that right but yet and still we're having a discussion because the focal point is talking about black male influence it's something that is 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 necessary and needed so you know when you think in that regard we don't necessarily have to come from the same uh fraternal order right because that's what happens in other communities there's different ideologies different political uh, uh, uh backgrounds and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day there's groupthink. And that's one of the things we have to turn these little, these different satellites into is groupthink, right? Um, I'll say this much too, and because I see it a lot on um, on Clubhouse and in in, in in other areas, um, as black men, we gotta start pulling each other up. We have to start pulling each other up, right? We gotta start investing in each other in a way that we can help portray the next brother. Um, 
in a positive light, right? Help him. I'm not saying because because sometimes we look at that and we'll be like, well, man, I'm you know he's he's not a girl. I'm not gonna help no dude out. That's your brother. At the end of the day, you know, you share the same experiences pretty much. So that's not gonna hurt you to even part you know parse out information or whatever the case may be that's gonna help that other black male become successful in whatever area that he needs to be successful in. You know, men sharpen men, steel sharpen steel, that kind of stuff. So we got to be able to, to just do, to do that. Mike does that a lot, you know. Uh, congratulations to him, you know, to, in, in doing that kind of stuff. But um, we just got to start doing it. But I agree with you, Tyrone, about the networking part. These little satellites have to become major uh, hubs that we can begin to dis- disseminate information and be very strategic when we going when, when, when we do exactly what we're trying to accomplish, you know what we're doing right now. So I, 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 I thank you for that. Thank you for that. I, I think that was a major yeah, piece. Because think, when you think about it, the Black News Channel should have never shut down. It should have never closed. Think about it. It you can't funnel one point seven trillion through the Black community, and our, our networks are shutting down. Are you kidding me? It's a joke, right? Like. <laughs> That, that that I would just piggyback on that point, but yeah, that that should have never closed. We should have had major people come in and say, "Now nah, we got this." And again, I'm not gonna throw out the celebrities like the Michael Jordans and the Oprahs and all of that. We know what they do. The Pete Diddy's, we get it. We we they they do a lot. A lot of people that they, they do a lot that is not seen, so we suspect that they could be doing more for our community. But they do do a lot. You you can't never talk about the rich, right? You always gotta respect the game. And understand if you're trying to be one of them, never speak on it like that. A lot of people really throw shade at the, at that. You can never be what you speak on. You're trying to get wealthy, never talk about the wealthy. <laughs> right? It's, it's a principal thing. So that was just my, my thing on that. You're right. We, we, we should have never closed that network channel down. And we could have, like you said, a lot of these satellites, it could have been a powerful thing if a couple of groups would have stepped up and said, hey, here, here's, here you go. But again, What's my return? And we're not gonna put this in without gonna say so. You know how it works. Ain't nobody yeah. gonna give you two million unless they could control something with that. Exactly, right? exactly. So, and to and to Brother Levi's point, what he was talking about earlier, um, you know, you 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 it's it's really priority, you know. Yeah. We we have priorities upside down, upside down, you know, and it's twisted. So the priority is different. Like again, I was telling somebody on a on a on a on a on a Facebook post who was sitting back talking about and I was basically telling them that, you know, we, when you think about it, we really fund our own oppression. And the reason I said that is because here we here we stand in, and this is kind of, it's, it's kind of on topic, but kind of like a sidebar, if, if you will. Uh, but we'll stand in line three, four hours for a pair of retro Jordans, right? Basically, you got the mold that they, 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 they make every year. They don't do anything different except probably add a little bit of this and maybe pop a, a pop of color. But we'll stand in line three, four hours to get a, a pair of retro Jordans, $200, right? But then when you have an incident like that, like the Black Newton Network uh, news channel that needs funding or help, um, I don't know about that, man. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that kind of thing. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a suspicion and that kind of stuff. And, and going forward, I, I'll say this much too, like even... With what I'm doing and other people are doing, other black men are doing in a positive light with the, with with their own uh, media uh, channels, setting up their own media channels and talking about different things like that. You know, sometimes we're held under suspicion, which which means I don't necessarily want to support you or give you any kind of backing whatsoever. And that means financial, um, you know, share whatever it is that you are, are attempting to do, because, again, 
we have this mindset of suspicion. So uh, just kind of, you know, bringing in what, you know, Brother Lee was, Levi was talking about in terms of priority and things like that. It is an education and we have to become reeducated. That way we can start to divert uh, from uh, or divest from a lot of this stuff that's actually ailing us and making us sick. Just be totally honest, man. Your, your, your Louis bag and the rest of it, man, it's, 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 it's you know, inconsequential. It doesn't, it's really not going to, really lend you any value other than the value that you give it right definitely can i touch on the fashion for a a quick second um there's a saying in the scriptures that's a good proverb that says who will rise up for me against the evildoers and who will stand against the workers of iniquity The Most High is calling us to stand up for our people, stand up for our nation, stand up for our men, to hold ourselves up with high regard. We have we have got to stop allowing others to control the narrative of how they view us. I'll give an example going into fashion. Look at H&M in South Africa. They had an image of a young little black boy in a green sweater. Right. And the sweater said, coolest monkey in the jungle. Black folks over here was like, oh, it's just a sweater. What are you worried about a sweater for? But black folks over there in South America, who's vastly familiar with apartheid, vast, they not sleep at the wheel like many folks here. Yeah. They was like, oh, hell no. Nah. They ran up in the store, shut the store down. They closed up shop and left. And I said, bravo, South Africa. Bravo. I had to give them flowers on that. You know why? Because you're not going to come and portray our people as monkeys when we know we're royalty. So once again, who will rise up against the evildoers? Mm -hmm. You have a BNC channel, Black News Channel, owned and operated. It was supported by uh, an Arab man, right? I I can't remember if he was Arab or Turkish. But eventually they lost. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I was just saying he was one of the two. Yeah. Right. So eventually we lost that because we did not have a high regard for our image, for who we are as a nation of people. Going Mm -hmm. back to the origin, uh, the origin, the black men, as far as our influence, has to be restored. Our image has to be restored. So now, what are examples of things that we must? resist, that we must boycott, that we must speak against, because we hold our tongues a lot. Are women disrespecting us? We hold our tongue. Other nations disrespecting us? We hold our tongue. Advertisements of evil images portraying black men, we hold our tongue. Oh, that's their business. So what if they want to do that? That got nothing to do with me. What they do in the comfort of their home, that's on them. No, absolutely not. I saw, I was scrolling through Facebook, right? I'm on my phone, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. All of a sudden, I look down and see a commercial, a sponsored commercial, right? Did I request it? No. Are kids and children using it? Yes. But I see a sponsored commercial for this show called P-Valley. Now, I don't watch it. I'm like, what is this? I see a grown six foot three black man with blonde hair, with uh, 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 fingernails that go all the way up to that. How do you wipe your 
you know, rectal area. If you need to use the bathroom, I don't know. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm thinking of the scriptures. Who is going to rise up for me against the evildoers? The, effemin the effeminization of black men has to be addressed. Because if we keep holding our tongues on this and we keep just allowing it, 10, 20 years from now, our sons are going to want to be daughters. Okay? They're going to come out talking about, um, I don't want to be a black man. I want to be a black woman because black women are getting more uh, 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 accoutrements in society than black men. You understand? So we have to be strong. If I, I'll give you another example. We mentioned George Washington, right? We know if anybody comes to the United States and speak ill of the quote-unquote founding fathers, they ain't my founding fathers, they were slaveholders. But if anybody talks about the founding fathers, they're up in arms. They're ready to fight you. They will punch you in the face. Okay. Now I'm not advocating violence. Don't get me wrong. I want to make sure I give a, a principle of a thought process. I want to make sure we're, we're in agreement to the thought frequency. When you have other nations of people speak ill of their people, for example, you had a situation where in China, right? A uh, Chinese person was being disrespected on a uh, American airlines flight. China was like, we done with American airlines. We're not taking your flights. We ain't, we ain't messing with y'all. We done. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's an apology. Here's $10 million. Here's they, they got correct quick. They got correct quick. So the same mindset of restoring the decayed estate of our people has to be instilled in our men. You can't keep letting a bully smack you in the face and say, oh, you're just giving me a hug. We love everybody. No, that's not love. Loving your neighbor as yourself means love your people as yourself, not love everybody else. Because last time I checked, when God took us out of Egypt, he waxed the Egyptians, he waxed the Canaanites, he waxed the Jebusites, the Perizzites, and all these other nations for us. And then we fast forward to the New Testament. God love everybody? Nah, that's not, that's not biblical scripture. That's not sound biblical foundational teachings. The Bible is about a particular group of people. And guess what? We're it. We're those people. We were the ones that were scattered on slave ships, like the Bible predicted. We were the ones that lost our identity, like the Bible predicted. We were the ones that had yokes of iron upon our neck, like the Bible predicted. We were the ones that forgot our Messiah. But if we restore ourselves and say, hold up, we are not Negro, we are not Black, we're not African-American. We're not Jamaican. We are literally God's chosen people. We are literally the source of the earth. We are the kings. We are majesty. We can't let nobody play us. That is going into restoring black male influence, restoring our identity, our culture, our heritage, our way of life. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So. Um, I did want this to kind of go to about an hour or so. We've actually actually hit the hour mark plus. Um, so we're going to try to, you know, wrap it up as soon as possible. But uh, I've enjoyed um, the dialogue. I've enjoyed the discussion. Uh, I've learned a lot from it. Uh, we did have some technical difficulties, <laughs> uh, you know, in the beginning and going forward with it, whatever. But, you know, I would say for anybody that's listening you know, really listen in depthly to what's being said, and um, open like they they want all of all of us to have an open mind. Um, make sure that you have an open mind to what we're saying, and 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 not think negatively about um, 
some of the stuff that you heard because we're not coming against anybody in particular. Uh, you know, we're trying to build community amongst black men uh, first, and we're definitely trying to build community um, with the rest of the uh, our family members, um, and that includes every every black person here in America and throughout the diaspora. So we want to we want to do that. And I would say this much for those that may view this uh, the same way you give everybody else grace, the same way you make room for everybody else, make room, start making room for heterosexual black men, because whether you know it or not, uh, heterosexual black men, uh, whether you know it or not, you're going to at one point you're going to need us. And at another point, our imminent return is going to force those that do not understand the balance of men and women, that if you don't understand that, right, you, 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 um, let me put it this way, you're going to be forced to understand it. And I'm not saying that we're going to come in with, with muskets and, <laughs> and whatnot and, you know, and, and, and start to you know, do something in that regard. But if you're understanding what's happening right now in the country, there is a shift that's going on. There's a shift that's going on spiritually. There's a shift that's going on uh, morally among a lot of us. And that shift is going to, whether you know it or not, is going to go in the direction that it's supposed to go in. You can fight it. You can, you can try to bully your way into saying, we, you know, I'm saying exactly where I'm at and whatnot. But that's, that's not what's going to happen. Brother Levi kind of hit on it already with the scriptures and whatnot. It's going to take place. So, again, the same way that you're going to give grace to everybody else and their flaws and their mistakes and whatever, whatever the case may be and forgive them. Then I would say as black men begin to return, our imminent return, open your door, make room, give grace to us because we've all been under the same tutelage, the same teaching for 400 plus years. And that's been white supremacy, white male dominance, black inferiority. Now we have the necessary tools to begin that return, and that's what we're doing. Brother has MBA in business. That's needed. Mike is in business. That's needed. Brother spiritual, you know, has the biblical uh, teachings, you know, with him. He's scholar, very scholarly. That's needed. Every tool that we possess is going to be needed to build kingdom, to build community, and restore the family. So give us some grace, open that door and allow us in and understand that we probably will make some mistakes along the way, but don't count us out. Don't 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 do that. The image and the impact of black male influence is is so necessary. That I, and I'll end on this. I'm, I'm, I don't study a lot of sciences and whatnot, but I do understand ecology to one degree or another. If you have too much of one thing, there's an imbalance. If you have too little of the other thing. That's an imbalance. We want to restore the ecology, right? We want, to, we want to restore that, the balance to that. That's what the hell we want to do. So if you say that black men are not needed, specifically heterosexual black men, understand what you're doing to the ecology. The, the ecology. Understand that. Understand the consequences of that. But anyway, um, it's been, this has been good, y'all. Uh, I definitely appreciate it, uh, you guys coming forward. Uh, with that being said, and uh, you can actually, can, you know, kind of make it kind of quick because I know you guys want to, you know, you probably <laughs> want to get off here right about now. But um, as we end this, uh, last points um, in regards to um, 
the recent mass shootings that's taking place? What is it that can be done from our from our side, from our perspective, from our knowledge, to kind of to one degree or another, kind of not just educate, but try to help produce an environment where we become more aware of these things that are occurring in our neighborhoods. What, what, what do you guys kind of think on that? And just give some ending, some, you know, some ending comments and then it will wrap it up. Sure. I'll touch on that real quick. If I may, um, couple of quick things, as far as the education system, um, tune into more, um, uh, you know, with the COVID situation that happened, there's more people that are going into distance learning as well as u- utilizing homeschooling, utilizing commu- computer services to educate the children. I think a lot of us have took too many time to allow ourselves to have a whole bunch of black children with non-black teachers, you know, educating them. That has to shift. And I think if we encourage some of our uh, sisters and brothers that are teachers, that are educators to get more into that private sector of homeschooling, that will benefit a lot. Um, In regards to um, the other things that are going on, like the Buffalo shooting, um, a lot of us have always uh, put our ducks here in America and have not invested in other places such as the Caribbean islands, Canada, Mexico, and the continent of Africa. I think a lot of us should expatriate out of this place. Like it's written in the um, Bible where it says, come out of her, my people, that you receive not of her plagues and that you don't receive of their destruction. So if we come out of just pigeonholing ourselves in America and establishing networks with people in the diaspora, um, black in Africa and other places, we can get a lot of things done. You could actually purchase a home and build it for close to anywhere from 20 to $50,000 in the continent of Africa, as opposed to get a, a home here and still pay a mortgage. You could literally buy a home and build it and you're done in Africa or in the Caribbean islands as opposed to paying a mortgage, paying vast amounts of money, having interest rate, and keep paying and paying and paying until you die. That's two options. All right, next. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll say a few things. Um, To close out, just want to say it was a phenomenal discussion. I learned so much today. Um, You know, in in the hour and 22 minutes that we've been here, you guys, my God, I I took some notes, took a lot of notes, but in terms of the mass shootings, man, um, just to piggyback off of, of what Brother Levi said around the education, uh, the research, the technology, obviously we need hubs, you know, that we can begin to produce our own communities, our own knowledge, new knowledge, right? We need a new, we need a network base that we can really um, allow people to tap into. Obviously, yeah, I know we as black men are not running around mass shooting up stuff. We get that. That's an easy given. We that ain't even in our nature and or our DNA. So you're not you won't see it. Has it happened? Absolutely. Black men have done it, but for the most part, that, that ain't what we do. So it is tough for us to see that and to know that, like, my God, like you all are perpetuating the original sin of America, right? It's a perpetuation of it, right? These kids are frustrated. As you as you mentioned, my brother Levi around having to cope with this COVID-19, trying to learn online, digital online education. A lot of these brothers didn't even do good in school before the COVID. Then the COVID slammed us, right? So you already get a whole new um, ecosystem of individuals that need to be retrained, need to have new mentors, new voices, new voices, right? Not the old realities that continue to get pushed. And even when me and you talked, I think last week, uh, uh, Daryl, about... Kevin Samuels, when he was coming on YouTube 
And when he went live, was getting 15, 16, 17,000 people in that moment. We're like, that is incredible. How do you do that, right? <laughs> what, how are you getting 16? That's hard to do. Try to go live and get 200 people, let alone 15,000. But, but, but right? that, speaks to, that speaks to impact and influence. Within a short Absolutely. within a short uh, uh, amount of time, whether you whether you uh, 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 like him or not, whether you disagree with him or not, it doesn't make a difference. That was influence. That's correct. Powerful. I'm close on that. I just I just think that that needs to be the new narrative. I get it. It was very controversial. He did, he did this little thing with the women, and you know he he just had this old image. He just he did it. Think about it. Uh, in the black metal sphere. He, we had a black man that was drawing that much influence as an image consultant. That wasn't an accident. He was an image consultant, right? <laughs> Put those numbers up, and you just ain't seeing it right now. With everybody out there, yeah, you just ain't seeing those numbers. So that, that's my take, education, research, technology. And I think um, moving forward, these platforms, as you mentioned, Brother Daryl, are needed. They will, we will do more of it, and we just got to, like you say, keep – putting the pressure on this media. Got to keep putting the pressure on and not get into a place where we can not have a strategy in place where they can just up and just throw a bone in the middle and all the bands just fall over and we just all scattered again, right? Like we got, You got to have some kind of a, a glue that where although hell and high water comes around us, we still can push our narrative on top of the narrative that is being projected. You know why their narrative is a little bit higher than ours? Because I told you that economics, if I'm putting $2 million behind a negative blackmail objective, it's going to beat out the $1,000 happy objective, <laughs> right? It's going to beat it out every time because it's got to, got to get above the crowd. That's why a lot of people were buying their own streams on, on, on these different platforms where, you know, streaming gets you the right, money. Right, these right. people were buying their own streams. So I'll close with that. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Mike. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I would say I, I would close on three areas. Um, the number one thing is understanding of the times, you know, understanding the ways in which we live in. <clears throat> and, and secondly, I would say is divest in the areas that devalue us. We have to stop putting so much of, of the money that we need to invest into areas of growth and, and opportunity. We have to take that money back, you know, as um, T.I. said once before, as black as um, black people, we make up over trillion trillions of dollars of revenue for um you know vast companies that support white supremacy, white agenda, and and those things in in the nature. If we take that money back and we put that money into creating resources for our own communities, our own development, we can create like like for instance, if, if you look at Killer Mike did it with the banks with, with green uh, I think it's like greenhouse something like that um, when he created that bank Greenwood. like that's big. Yeah, 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 that one. And so, yeah. And so you're looking at that like, um, you know, we have to do more of those things. Buy back the community as we as uh, I read before, buy back the block. If we can do that, because I, I don't think we have to have as much money to get to get the um, to get the the, um, you know, the mission out there. But we just have to have people who are consistently doing it, because one thing is, is that as a people, we're not consistent. If we can, if, if we consistently do things, we can get a change to, to birth, and that's why I say is that we have to add value back into ourselves. As a black man, we have to value black men and black women, and vice versa. When we when we when we give back that value, 
then we can understand the root, be, uh, understand the, the truth in the matter. And I think that's where, where we go to begin the, the tide of change in, 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 in what we call influence. All right, perfect. Uh, again, I enjoyed you, 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 you gentlemen. Uh, you taught me a lot um, just by listening to you. Um, I made mental notes. I didn't have a chance to time to write down the notes, brother Tyrone. But um, yeah, just just man, this this has been very impactful for me. And you guys have actually influenced me uh, with what you have said and what you're doing and and things of that nature. So um, thank you again, man, for showing up. And I want to say for anybody that's actually listening or going to be watching this uh, this live or maybe the rebroadcast of it, uh, you definitely want to follow these gentlemen. Um, You can follow Mike at Mike the Chef One on Instagram. Uh, He's there. He's post quite a bit. And our uh, brother Levi, you can follow him on the Forefront uh, Express uh, Media on Instagram. You can follow him there. Now, you can also listen to his episodes, um, you know, his podcast episodes on the different uh, podcast streaming platforms. And our dear brother, uh, uh, our brother um, Tyrone, you can follow him at the Black Poster um, on Instagram. And there's other social media uh, presence that he has also websites and things like that you can actually seek him out i would really try to connect with these um these young men and what they're doing and you can see they have their head on right and and and, and on their shoulders so we don't want to uh waste that we don't want to waste that type of energy you know too much you know often too often we seek out um, things that are a waste of time, right? We don't want to waste the valuable, intelligent knowledge that these gentlemen actually possess. We don't want to waste that. So, um, man, uh, partake of what they have to offer uh, as much as possible. Watch the rebroadcast. And, uh, yeah, so we are going to end there. And I will say uh, any form of black media that is independent, that is trying to get out in a, a positive message, and positive narrative, you want to support them in any means uh, necessary, right? By any means necessary, you want to support them. So I want to thank you guys once again, man, for doing this. This has been fun. This has been great. Um, I'm definitely going to invite you back. We're all going to keep connected and try to, you know, figure this thing out, man. And uh, and uh, whatever we're doing right now, we want to utilize all of those natural gifts and talents and push that, push that forward, um, all right? So this has been another... Um, video recording and audio recording of the All Things Black podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Black Ovation, and we are signing out. Thank you once again.